0: There we are. We are live, which is good news. That means it's worked so far. So here we are. This is Cat Lady, Justin. And this is the Kitty Boss, the world's coolest podcast, only because it's cats. (laughs) But uh, the thing is, is that uh, we pick, pamper, and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. And every day we bring you little bite-sized nuggets, tidbits, whatever you want to call it, Uh, of cat knowledge, whether it's uh, something about food or something about the health of a certain breed, or uh, I think I've got a Siamese one coming up tomorrow or the day after or something like that. However, once a month, very special day, is when we catch up with Dr. Rachel Geller, the world's foremost cat behaviorist, the author of a really great book on cat behavior, as well as the provider of services to help you keep your problem cat in the house, actually, to take the problem away, and a brand new founder of a charity so that the people who can't afford her recommendations, well, now they can. So this is one of the most awesome people you'll ever meet. And so once a month, it is my pleasure to discuss various topics with Dr. Rachel Geller, I see our li- our, our listeners or viewers are starting to mount because I am broadcasting this onto our Facebook group, the Kitty Boss, as well as my Facebook page, Cat Lady Justin, or the Kitty Boss Facebook page, as well as the Kitty Boss YouTube channel. So it's going live. We are live, unscripted, and relatively unplanned. Because here's the plan. Are you ready for it, Dr. Rachel?
1: I'm ready. It's as new to me as it is to your listeners. So let's hear
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Valentine's Day has passed about four days. Well, exactly four days ago. However, this whole month should be about love and relationships. And I think, why not? Why not make it a love month? So on that note, I thought we'd talk about love, kitty love, the love between cats themselves, the love between the owners and the cats, uh, and and all of the dynamics that go along with the relationship of you to our feline friends. And my ulterior motive to that is because there are people out there, including some governments that think that cats or any kind of animals do not have feelings, do not have emotions. And so for them, they're thinking, love, What what are you talking about? Cats can't love. They're not people. And Dr. Rachel and I are here to call BS on that, because cats can absolutely not only feel love, but they can express it to you. At least that's my belief. I could be completely wrong. Am I wrong?
1: No, you are a hundred percent correct. not only do cats um, very much attached to us and love us, but they have a myriad of ways to um, show us that they are accepting and enjoying our love and they have just as many ways back to demonstrate love back to us. So perhaps the problem is more of a communication breakdown on the human's end because cats are amazing communicators. They communicate with both their bodies and their minds and they will absolutely let us know when they're happy and yes when they love us and they will react equally as powerfully as when we demonstrate love to them, they will let us know how much they enjoy receiving it. So yes, um, to answer your question in a more succinct manner, yes, yes, and yes, cats do feel emotions, they feel love, they feel affection, and we humans just need to do a little bit of a better job, perhaps, if you don't believe that they do, of recognizing all of this.
0: I think so, because uh, in in fact, not only do we need to do a better job of recognizing it, we need to do a better job of adoring our cats, of, of pampering them so that we express our emotion for them. And there's a reason for that, that some people have told me also goes for human relationships. Now, I have to always qualify that and say, I am not a relationships expert. I'm a cat expert. So I don't know, but I've heard and I have indeed read that... If you don't create your relationship every single day, it eventually goes away, which means that it's, yeah, you do stuff for your cat, you play with it, you change the litter box, you feed it and all that, and so the cat's thankful. But even more important than that is your action of doing the caring for the cat makes you fall in love with it again and again and again every single day. That is true for human relationships as well as the relationships between pet and owner, if you will. So that, to me, is extremely important because if you wonder why your cat, you you know, you don't love your cat so much, well, are you doing anything with it and for it? You know, if you neglect your husband or wife, how's that going to work?
1: there you go yeah probably not so swell so yes um just like in humans right relationships need work you can't just have a relationship and then just let it sit there and your um cat human relationship is the same way you know you have to provide that love you need to provide that care and you need to you know put the work into it just as in any relationship
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not only that, but so. So actually, one thing I wanted to talk to you, about. I don't know if you saw it, but I posted on in various places on my social media, something about cat facial expressions. Now, the caveat with all these things, of course, is that nothing is 100 percent. Cats are very individual animals. So the generalities that we can pull out, there are some. And, but we have to remember their generalities and there's always exceptions for the rules, like this lactose thing that's, you know, people were speaking about. Yeah, no, not all cats are lactose intolerant, but most cats are. So you want to be careful with the milk and, and all of that stuff. Although, is it okay to give cats milk? Well, yeah, because, you know, lots of cats do tolerate it really well. You just want to play that one a little bit by observing your cat. If you give it some dairy, is it going to, does it have gas and diarrhea? Well, then stop. But right. if it's okay with it and it seems to enjoy it, then for it. Absolutely.
1: and always good uh, always a good idea to when you introduce something new into a cat's diet to check with your veterinarian always a good idea to run something by the your cat's fashion you know they may have other thoughts or be more privy to understanding maybe your cat's particular blood workup or maybe um there's some type of um, disease that the, the the cat could develop down the line that your vet's more aware of depending on the blood work and so forth. So in general, you know, if you are going to introduce a new goodie or, you know, milk or anything to your cat's diet, I do always tell my cat, you know, owners or clients to check with your vet. It's it's well worth the little phone call just to ask.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of always do that, don't yeah. we? Because it's kind of always <laughs> important to, to double check yeah. that there's no physical thing. So let's say even, you know, there's a behavioral problem. Well, we do want to rule out any physical problem, any pain or disease that might be the source of that behavioral problem. Yeah. So we kind of always want to work in harmony yeah. with our Trusted veterinarians, yeah, absolutely. But back to the relationships, the love, and all of that stuff. So these facial expressions posted that I that I did again, they're generalities. And I'm I'm looking at my post right now, and it says. And so the first one I talked about is when the cat is seeking affection, and so the the general ways that a cat expresses that. Now you tell me, is is this not a, a sign that it has love in its life? I mean, if it's seeking affection from you by for example, headbutting or slow blinking, which I like to say is a way of, of cat smiling because they're, they're happy and my cats do it all the time. So I'm really happy. And uh, you know, so the cat's trying to say something to you with that. So that's the first one. So uh, is there anything that you'd you know, add to that, their the displays of affection? Anything else?
1: Yeah, so head-butting definitely and again i want i want to um, emphasize what you said because i think it's so important many times i'll say something and people will say to me well my cat doesn't do that or but my cat does this and yes just like people you know we can generalize people's behaviors and people's expressions but just like people cats are very unique and individual animals so just keep that in mind but yes head-butting is um one of the most classic and i think adorable ways of showing affection Um, The slow blink, that is a uh, mannerism that cats use to show that um, they will look directly into your eye, they will do that softly, and that indicates that they feel completely comfortable around you, and it's a wonderful way that cats show love. Um, If your cat weaves around your legs, that's another sign of affection. She loves you so much, she wants you to be only you know she wants that cat wants to be only yours and nobody else she really wants to be your valentine because she's putting all of her sex and her feel-good deposits all over you so nobody else can have you so that's a lovely sign of affection um you know and then th- there's always the ones that everybody sort of knows about a cat who's purring is typically typically letting you know that she's enjoying your company some t- cats get so happy when they're with you that they'll actually start to drool they become so happy that they forget to swallow. So Charlotte all,
0: you know, does that.
1: <laughs> they're all, you know, if your cat drools, don't say to yourself, "Oh my goodness, I just got this wet spot." Say to yourself, "My cat loves me so much that she's becoming a, you know." She forgets to do the most basic things, which is a yeah. lovely sign of, you know, affection when you think about it. So, yes. yeah,
0: I mean, my my Charlotte is a drooler. She's a headbutter. My Emily is not so much a headbutter and a drooler. My Emily has other things that she does. She she's a weaver. She's constantly yeah. weaving like a snake up and down my leg and the tails wrapping around like a, like literally like a little snake. And it's really I, I love it. Charlotte does her weaving, too, with her tail and all that. But she's much more of a headbutter and a a drooler, which is funny. On the note of health, though, one thing we do want to keep in mind is if the drooling is, like, not related to affection, you might want to watch that, because that could be the sign of a stroke in a cat. So let's be careful. Yes,
1: it could be a sign of dental disease.
0: Or dental disease, yeah. Yeah. So, so for example, if Emily starts drooling all of a sudden, I'll be worried, because she's never really a drooler, whereas Charlotte has been drooling since she's a kitten. It's kind of a thing she does. So that's really cool. It's really funny and really cool. Yeah. So the next one, okay, so there's there's love and then there's the opposite of love, which is kind of hate and agitation. So we do want to be aware that when your cat is angry or agitated, it has a different way of communicating that to you and other cats. It, and the general the general thing it does, I have, a, I have a picture here. I don't know if you can see that, the kind of the, the, the ears are, are back oh,
1: yes. and
0: okay. flat. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, and, and the and the um it's like defensive and the whiskers are out and stiff. Now no, they can be out and not stiff, and that's something else. Mm-hmm. But this is out and stiff mm-hmm. with the ears back. Yep. That's generally a sign of agitation and anger. Ooh, I have
1: it, yes, a comment. It yes, it is. So um, you know, if the ears are flat in like a T position, that airplane position, airplane wings I like to call it. You know, that definitely is agitation. Um, that cat is letting you know, you know, you're, you're close enough. You really don't have to come any closer. When the ears are actually rolled back and down, that kind of is crossing the line into more um, overt aggression. So cats roll their ears back and down because um, they are anticipating going into battle and they want to protect their eardrums. So if, they, if they're actually rolling their ears back and down, that's a little bit more serious than the typical, you know, airplane wing, Position. So kind of be aware of that. Um, those are, but looking at a cat's ears, you know, as I was saying before, cats are amazing communicators. They use their bodies and their minds together. So a cat will always, always let you know how she is feeling. They're very good at that. They will never just lash out or bite or scratch without sending warning signals first so your best bet is to always be aware of a cat's warning signals
0: yeah and that's really cool that they'll warn you before you know before they take action which is really cool and we had a comment and it's it says here facebook user because unfortunately sometimes it doesn't integrate and reveal who you are so i I don't know who you are but thank you very much for commenting this i knew a kitty who drooled when you held him his name was Stormcloud. that's pretty cute actually (laughs) he was raining on you and so uh and so charlotte again Again, is a drooler. Not every time you hold her, but she, she pretty frequently likes to likes to let you know. Likes to I you know when she's in ecstasy. You know, and I'm petting her and she's purring, and then all of a sudden there'll be little drool there. It's quite cute. It is
1: cute.
0: Now, so let's go back to the positive uh, signals here. So, because uh, that because uh, this one I I really like, um, and it's when they're focused and curious, and this one is not necessarily not necessarily. Um, in a bad way like they're not you know ready for attacking this one I mean I'll show you a picture again it's um if you if you can see that you might not be able to see that I get this all the time from my cats from Emily Charlotte and that's when their eyes are staring at something and this remember I said the whiskers are out but they're not tense they're not stiff like the attack with the angry one they're just out and and that's are they expecting? They're curious. They're focused. They're not sure whether they, they you're, they're going to receive affection from you, or whether they're going to receive, you know, love, play, a treat, going outside. But they, they're definitely like, "Ooh, what's this?" Right, In a right, good way, yeah. non-aggressive In a very way. So, good
1: way, yes, they just want to know what's going on next. They're ready for you know to receive information and to be ready for investigation. And yes, that is not um, that's a completely neutral whisker position.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a, a cool and cute whisker position, yes. I think. Yes. Anyway, that's that's for me. Okay. So, um so anyway, now I don't know if this is cool, cute or pathetic, but for Valentine's Day I was with my cats, um um and on the 14th. So, of course, what did I do? I had some extra cuddle time, some extra play time, and I gave them treats. I I have to confess, I may have given them a little bit too much treats because Charlotte then had an upset tummy with a bit of diarrhea. That's gross. But anyway, you didn't need to know that. So that's... I overfed her. But that was Valentine's Day. What was I supposed to do? And I put it in the puzzle feeder, but... They both figured it out so quickly, it really didn't slow them down much. They just kind of got in there, swat, 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 out, all the food came. So, uh, And I showed you a video, so it was pretty... It was.
1: And I will say, you know, with puzzle feeders, it is sometimes a matter of, you know, trial and error you have to find that one puzzle feeder that is going to match your cats and um, that they can be a little more of a, a challenge. And there's different ones, you know, some things you have to slide things back and forth or some pop things in and out um but it was very cute i to watch them playing with the puzzle feeder i did see the video that you sent and it was adorable and you know what um as long as your cats were okay i think it was okay that you gave them a little bit of an extra treat on valentine's day it would be no different than many of us humans having some extra chocolate on valentine's Mm -hmm. day right we all need an extra treat now and then to show to enjoy you know each other and, and enjoy a special day so as long as they were okay a little overindulgence once in a while is okay
0: <laughs> yeah uh that's what I thought they were fine except, oh, yeah. like I said except for a little bit of diarrhea which I had to clean up <laughs> so that was the part that I was like uh-oh not so cool but it's all right no big deal how about you what did you do with your cats or nothing because you have a husband
1: <laughs> <laughs> but still I have to I have to uh love my cats so, you know, we have this little tradition that not, not only do we exchange cards, but we make sure we exchange cards from the cats as well. So, uh, my two cats gave me cards and they also gave my husband cards. So, it was very fun.
0: That's a pretty cute tradition, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. The cats giving you cards. I don't know. That's pretty cute. And, we just and the other thing that Emily did, which cats, was really cute... Right. Oh, sorry. What yeah, was that?
1: Say, you know, we write little things in there. We know that they would say to each other if they could. You know, like, um, I'm the one who always feeds the cats in the morning. So they thank me for feeding them every morning and so forth. Things like that. But yes, it's a oh. fun little tradition.
0: Yeah, that's cute. And I mean, uh, my Emily did something really cute, which was... Uh, and You tell me she's not communicating something. Anyway, I got a gift from... Uh, a, a consulting client of mine which was a lovely gift little cat picture and all that but it came in an envelope and it came wrapped in some tissue paper of course emily and charlotte have kept the tissue paper so it's still littering my uh, living room because i just don't have the heart to throw it away because they like it and
1: it's but fun yeah there
0: was also a uh, she also drew a little cat on the envelope under my name and address and there was a little rubber band inside as well so Emily took the rubber band and made this like infinity symbol, but it was pl- and then placed it on the cat. So I'm sorry, she was trying to tell me something. I mean, I know I'm, I am I might be like overreaching or anthropomorphizing. That's, little, you know,
1: that's okay. I'm
0: but OK. She was telling me something there. She put that rubber band. She placed it there. And I know she likes to play with those things, but she put it there and she put it on the cat. <laughs> and she put it in an infinity symbol. So I'm reading into it, but I, I think I'm only reading into it a little bit because she definitely was trying to say something there.
1: Absolutely. I do. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> there I'm you go. This
0: one. <laughs> so that that's, anyway, that's that's <laughs> my, uh, yeah, that's my uh Paulentine or, or uh, Valentine thing. So we've talked about the relationship between human and cats, right? And of course, I always like to say, you know, the pick, pamper, and protector, practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. It's that unconditional love that I think we feel for our cats. Not sure if their love is not slightly conditional on, you know, feed me or cuddle me or whatever, but that's okay. It's no problem. We still feel that. And I think that's really important. But now, how about in the last, you know, few minutes that we have together, how about the relationship or between cats themselves? Do they have love for each other like like two cats you know brotherly love if they're two boy cats or sisterly love two girl cats or a male and a female cat could they fall in love or do they just mate and procreate
1: so that's i love this question because you know it really depends on the cats but companion cats can absolutely grow to love each other i mean many of us hope that our companion cats will at least tolerate each other. You know, that would be fine for multi-cat, many people in multi-cat households. But the fact is, is that um, companion cats can absolutely grow to love each other very much. And you will see them groom each other and take care of each other and sleep together. And companion cats, you know, these can be cats who were adopted at different times you know, different litters, different shelters, et cetera. And these are cats who had no connection to each other. They can very much develop develop very strong bonds to the point that, um, you know, if one, when one cat passes away, the other cat can really be grieving. So yes, companion cats can love each other. They can definitely move beyond that tolerant stage and it can turn into love. And um, there's also a phenomenon with what we call bonded pairs. And that's where sometimes um, litter maids can become incredibly bonded with each other to the point that they really can't be separated. It can even be a problem if you take one to the vet and leave one behind. So yes, cats can absolutely um, develop very, very strong relationships and love cat to cat. Yes.
0: That's cool, yeah. And I think that my Emily and my Charlotte are from different litters and different times, or two years apart. And they definitely have a relation. Now, of course, they fight and bicker sometimes, but in general, they'll groom each other. They don't sleep together, but they they'll tolerate each other on the bed with me. So they have a relationship that's good, I think, and 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 almost sisterly. I think, and and it's interesting because Charlotte, two years younger than Emily, at first they were hostile, but then I walk in on Emily. And Charlotte's nursing on Emily as if she's the mother, and you know, Emily's spade, so there's no milk gonna come out of there. So it's a really cute moment, which I did get on video, so I have the video. If anyone wants to see it, you know, DM me or on social media and I'll send you the video of Charlotte nursing on Emily, who's not her mother, nor could produce milk. And so it's really, really cute. So that's um, you know, that's the it's really interesting because I wanted to talk about the feline love and and how that works. But I also now wanted to to tell you a little bit more about things that I love that you. So for example, what Emily will do and Charlotte is they'll greet me at the door when I get home. Sometimes they'll be perched on the third floor window to watch if I'm coming back. But uh, most of the time they don't, they hear the door and they'll come and they'll greet me or somebody else who's coming in. But it's especially me if I've been away because they miss me, I think. Yeah, and they, so it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's a really, really interesting uh, phenomenon because we more normally associate that with dogs, you know, the wag, 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 how oh, they're so excited to see you. But I get that with my cats. And the and so I, I love it. And so what people find, and this is, you know, I'll, I'll close on this and, and you can then comment on it, is that people found, and I certainly found this, that they found that something missing in their lives when they get their cat. Certainly when my mother got her cat, and we've always had cats in the family, but she spent a long time in her apartment in Paris, France, that's where she lives, uh, alone. And then she got a cat during the pandemic because she was lonely. And she said, I should have got this cat a long time ago because something was missing, that life in the house. And and my mom's not a loner. She's got so many friends. She's got a better social life than I do. Uh, She's got a partner and all that. So none of that is a problem. But it was just something missing. I certainly went through the exact same thing because I spent about 10 years of my life with no cat. Uh, and I developed some very weird uh, collecting habits, uh, like collecting stuffed animals of sheep, of all things. I don't, you know, it reminded me of a cat, but I, hundreds of them. And it was just uh, I realized that it was something maybe pathological that I was missing having a cat. And so once I got Emily, I didn't need that anymore. And then Charlotte came along two years later. But once I got my cat, I didn't need that hoarding of those things anymore. For me, it was just, I just didn't need it. It just disappeared overnight. Something was missing when I didn't have a cat And I just got a message uh, from the person who posted StormCloud. Ah, StormCloud comment was for me, hi. So uh, shout out to Valerie Carruthers, an amazing human being uh, who everyone should connect with. Um, And and so thank you, Valerie. If you're hearing, if you're watching still, thank you very much for sharing the story about StormCloud. I really love it. I don't know why and how, you know, with this StreamYard thing, you can get your name to actually show up so I can tell who you are. I think you have to click and like enable it to do it or something like that, but not to worry. Thank you for messaging and letting me know who you are. That's amazing. So on that note of the something missing thing, the greeting at the door and all that, do you have anything to add to that? Any comment you'd like to make on that?
1: Well, you know, it's funny because I work with so many clients, you know, as a cat behaviorist and so many people will say to me, Mike, you're not gonna believe this, but my cat greets me at the door. I mean, it's such a pervasive myth out there that cats are aloof and they don't attach to us the way dogs do, but they really do. And many people, you know, will tell me that cats greet them at the door. And this is actually a very common behavior. But, you know, I do agree with you that it's amazing um, how much your life can be filled up by that little ball of fluff. They just really add to your life um, in such lovely ways and your heart really just expands with love. And to your point um, about not having a cat. So I had cats my whole life. I I grew up with four cats and two dogs. I've always had cats. And there was one period of time in my life when the way my cats happened to die, I was left catless, And I will never forget that. I think it was probably one of the worst times of my life. And I promised myself I would never let that happen again. I would always make sure I had multiple cats in my household of multiple ages so to kind of um, be an insurance plan against ever not having a cat in my home again. So yes, Justin, I do agree with you that having a cat, you know, in your life is just so beautiful and so fulfilling. And um, I almost don't know how people can go through life without a cat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I think it's it's a bit it's a bit weird how people can can not. Uh imbibe that energy and appreciate that energy but i guess you know some people are more dog people or yes. rat people or salamander people or whatever that's fine that's right. but there's right. just
1: said i can't imagine how people go through their life without a
0: pet without a pet, yeah. A pet. yeah but then cats are special in my opinion because i i think i think of it this way what other animal can you think of and maybe you can think of one i just can't can you think of that emits a sound that's healing to humans and this is proven, cats, the, the, the purr lowers cortisol level, reduces stress. I've even read that you know, the frequency of the purr can help with bone density and so many other things. What other animal can do does that? I don't, I can't think of one. The do- Okay, it's healthy to have a dog. They play with you, they raise your emotions, they, they bring a lot of joy, absolutely. But the dog doesn't emit a sound that heals your body. So I, to me, there's something special there. Weird and special and magical that I don't quite understand. But the cool thing is is I, I, um, I found two resources that I use quite a lot. One of them is a audio track that has the frequency of a cat purr embedded in it. And it is calming to both humans and to cats. So I found this audio track, I purchased it. I don't own the rights to it. So I'm not promoting it here. If you wanna know what it is, and where to get it, then you can find me on social media and send me a direct message and I'll let you know. But I don't sell it and I'm not associated with this company, so I don't want to advertise it here. But it's a wonderful little track. I play it, you know, a couple times a week or so. It calms the cats down slightly. It's also very pleasing and soothing for me, so it's a lovely little track. And then the other thing I found was this thing called Pearly, which is a website and it's uh, their tagline is like the, the internet now has a cat all you do is a is little, little simple web page and you can program a purr and and then you can sli- and with sliders you can tell do you want it to be a more consistent a more excited a more this a more that you adjust the purr and it's actually quite cool and the cats like it i like it so there there is something with the purr. and you can read more about the research element of it so to me there's a <laughs> I'm biased, obviously, because I'm a crazy cat guy, but on the other hand, there is something special and I, I think I'm being subjective but also a bit objective simply because I do not know of another animal that does that. Do you?
1: I do not. And you know, what's interesting about the purr, as you pointed out, is not only does it soothe us. Um, but cats use their purr to soothe, soothe themselves as well. So, not only are they unique with the purr, but they're pretty smart about it too.
0: They're pretty smart about it. They're self, self love, self yeah. healing, yeah, self,
1: self care. How self care. care, care. And cats have been doing it for thousands of years. <laughs>
0: yeah, we have a lot to learn from these creatures, <laughs> I think. And uh, on that note, I don't, I don't see. Oh, Emily
1: wants to do it. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Emily is behind the computer. You can't see her, but she is here uh, resting. Her eyes are closed. Yeah, I see him. I see him there. Yeah, so my my setup is, is uh, my back against the wall, so all the cats are over there unless they decide to come this way. But thank you very much for joining me this month. It's been wonderful to catch up with you again, as always. I can't wait for next month, the month of March. figure out what to talk about then our theme you know uh you know april is the month of easter maybe we'll talk about cats and bunnies or something (laughs) like that but uh but we'll see what we do in march i think it'll be really cool really fun and uh so thank you again dr rachel for joining us it's wonderful as always and thank you everybody for watching listening and remember this is a podcast so if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Google Spotify whatever leave us a review and share it because it's really cool and every day I drop short 510 minute episodes and once a month we have a little bit longer discussion with dr Rachel Geller our favorite cat behaviorist and if the other one the one with the television show is listening I'm sorry you can tie for first <laughs> if you're not t- But I'm biased for Dr. Rachel Geller. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, thank you. And I am going to, uh,